You're listening to C3 Church Tugra's podcast. Join us today as we listen to our Sunday service message that will inspire and equip you. We pray that you are blessed and empowered as you listen. breaths in and some deep breaths out just breathe just let go of all your muscles and you know the more at rest we are the more we can receive sometimes you don't realize how wound up we are just just let go he's here he's got you he's got every aspect of your life he's got it he's got you in the palm of his hand, he's got you. He's got your families. He's got your past. He's got your future. He's got your present. Let's just be in this moment now. Don't think about the past. Don't think about the future. Don't think about what you're going to have for lunch. Just plant your feet on the ground and feel the ground and just be here right now. Right now in this moment. We need to learn to be present in moments, don't we? Life is so fast. We're always thinking of the next thing. Just be present right now. Just, again, just take three deep breaths and just let them out. Thank you, Lord. Once again, just put your hand on your chest just say this, I love you Jesus you are in me and I am in you and we are one thank you Father you are in me I am in you and we are one thank you Holy Spirit you are in me I am in you we are one. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Thank you, team. Whew. Thank you, Lord. God's on the move, isn't he? Who can feel it? Who's, see, who's seeing it? Who's feeling it? Who's sensing it? Who's got a new hunger for God? I mean, I just don't want to do anything else right now. I'm just crying and laughing all the time. I'm just crying all the time. Who else? Does anyone feel themselves just crying for no reason at all? Just, yes, Shane, you're a weeper. Tony's a weeper. Who else is saying yes? Who's that at the back waving? Yes, crying. I mean, it's just almost like every time I get into the presence of the Lord right now, I can't even talk about it because I'll start again. I just, I just want to see him glorified, hey. And, and imagine if all of us will, like Jesus, we just want to see you glorified in us. Be glorified in us. Put your hand on your belly. Say, Jesus, be glorified in me. Yeah. Reveal your glory in me. Do you know the glory of the Lord lives inside of you, Natalie? First time I saw you when you walked in here, I knew it. 
You just shine with his glory and he's got so much in store for you and for your daughter. Amen. Thank you, God. So in 2019, before uh, anything hit, you know, uh, before COVID hit or anything like that, I was in the presence of the Lord. And the Lord said to me, we're about to enter into a completely new decade, a new era. And I know that he said that to a lot of prophets and even probably said that to you because we all hear God, right? But he said to me, this era, this decade that we're stepping into is going to be a decade of the great unveiling the great unveiling. And he gave me 13 things that he was going to unveil. And we're seeing many of that, much of that come to pass. He was going to unveil that which is pure and that which is profane in the church and in the governments. We've seen that in the world. Haven't we seen unveiled that which is profane? What was hidden before has now become exposed. Anything that was in the darkness has now come into the light. And we're all freaking out because we're going, oh my gosh, what's happening to our world? Well, all that stuff was going on. It was just that it wasn't unveiled. It was just that we didn't see it as much. Now it's just being uncovered. What was in secret places, what was behind closed doors. Even in the church, we're seeing that. Thank you, Jesus, that you're clearing the stage of your church of all performance and all that is not real and all that is not transparent and all that is not beautiful and all that does not glorify you and put you first, God. And you're placing, Jesus, you're taking center stage again of your church and you're drawing us back to yourself where we've been drawn to celebrities and to men. You're drawing us back to self, to you, Jesus, and we're seeing you and each one of us is coming alive because we're no longer just pew sitting, watching some man or woman of God do the thing, but we're actually now becoming participators. We're actually becoming empowered by God to do the work of the ministry as we were supposed to do in the first place. Amen. It's just taken us a couple of thousand years to work it out. Um, he's so patient. Isn't he patient? I mean, when he released the church, you know, 2,000 years ago in the birthing of the church, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They spoke with other tongues. 3,000 were added to their number that day, and they immediately went out and did the works that Jesus did. Somehow we put it back in a box, and, and somehow it was like you have to go through the priest again to get to Jesus. I don't know what happened. Even in the Pentecostal churches, it happened everywhere. That all of a sudden it was like, no, you can't come to Jesus yourself. You know, you've got to go through a man. Well, that's not true. You go straight to Jesus. Amen? Straight to Jesus. Sure, we help you. We guide you. Praise God for the you know apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors, and evangelists that that are to equip you for the work of ministry. You know, apostles and prophets, it says, are the foundations of the church. Where are the foundations? At the bottom. And everything is built from bottom up. Somehow we got it upside down. We put the apostles and prophets at the top and everybody else was underneath. It doesn't work that way. You know, we're here to equip you, <coughs> to, to encourage you, <clears throat> excuse me, and to see what's on your lives 
to get you healed, to get you set free, to get you knowing the Word of God and to empower and equip you to do the calling that's on your life. Do you know many of you have prophetic words since you were little children even? Even before you knew Jesus, there was stuff written in God's book for you which will never be fulfilled unless Jesus gets a hold of you, shakes you up a little bit, cleans you out a little bit and sets you on the course that was supposed to be in your book. There's a book written for every one of us, the Word of God says in Psalm 139. There's a book that's written about you that God reads. And all he wants us to do is turn the pages when he does and listen to his voice personally so that we would know what's written next. What comes next, God? What comes next, God? Oh, this is so exciting. It's like reading the story of your own life as it unfolds. You know what I mean? But what happens is the enemy comes and the enemy writes over our book with a different colour ink. It's written in the blood. It's written in the red of Jesus Christ. Our book is written in the blood of Jesus, amen. And he comes and he puts black ink over the top and he writes stories over the top of our story so that we can't read our original story. And we get confused as to who we are and what we're supposed to be doing. Even as Christians, we're born again. We get born again. And we get confused about that. Well, I'm born again, but I don't feel any different. I'm born again, but things haven't changed. I'm born again, but I'm not growing. But Jesus is coming to bring his church into maturity. He's coming to raise us up. He's coming to equip us and he's coming to empower us. He's coming to glorify his church that wherever we go and whatever we touch, the glory of Jesus will be seen in us. Amen? And lives will be changed through us. No matter where you are in your workplace, at your school, wherever you are, there is going to come a transformation of people's lives through just interacting with you. And you know it's on you. You know it's inside of you. You know it's in there. It's like a baby waiting to be born. Amen? Like a baby waiting to be born. It's like you've got to give birth to this baby or I'm going to die. I can't sit in a pew any longer. I'm just not going to. I think we're getting more determined. Isn't that right? As we're awakened, as we wake up, it's like we're waking up. It's like, gosh, what have I been doing? I've been sitting in the church for 20 years. I've done nothing. I haven't brought anyone to Jesus. I've done nothing. I've just gone to church. Well, that's not who we're supposed to be. Is that, is that right? So we're coming into this great unveiling decade since 2019. A decade, 10 years of unveiling. It's a very exciting time to be alive. I tell you that. Oh, it's very, very exciting. It's so exciting that you could get in bed and laugh at night like I do because you get so happy about what God is doing and you're not so focused on what the devil is doing. Thank you. That's my granddaughter. Isn't she gorgeous? Oh, my gosh. Joey, you're so thoughtful, sweetheart. Thanks so much for that. And so in this unveiling, the very first thing that Jesus is wanting to unveil right now, in this moment, in this moment in time, worldwide, and we see it, is the unveiling of himself. He's taking the veils off people's minds, even off the minds of his church, where the enemy has put a veil over us, where we couldn't even see who Jesus really was and what he has really done and who this glorified king is in our presence. 
Yes, we worshipped him to the level that we could understand him. But Jesus right now is revealing himself with great knowledge and great wisdom. And he's releasing something over us that is beyond revelation that anyone's ever walked in any generation before. The revelation of Jesus. You know the book of Revelations? You know what the book of Revelations is? It, that word revelations means the unveiling. The unveiling of Jesus. We look at the book of Revelation, we go, oh, it's a, it's, a, it's a horror story. But if you really look at it, you will see it's the unveiling of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and the mighty God and the one who's coming to put everything right. The one who's coming as a king, who's roaring over the nations, who's coming. Amen. So he's unveiling himself. The other thing that he's unveiling right now in this very moment in time and it's been a gradual unveiling, but I'm telling you, he's pulling it right back. He's just getting that veil. He's just pulling it off and he's unveiling his bride. You, you are the bride of Christ. You, you were sealed. The word of God says you were sealed with the Holy Spirit like an engagement ring. That's what the God's word says, that the Holy Spirit was like an engagement ring with a promise of you being married to the king. Isn't that amazing? Male and female, you know, it's not like male or female thing. You are the bride of Christ, just like we're soldiers <laughs> and uh, warriors. Amen. It all works out in the wash somehow. <laughs> so don't worry, men. You don't have to get around in a dainty dress with a veil over your head. No, it's like, no, you're the bride of Christ. You are, you are the partner. You are the absolute helpmate of Jesus. You know, when a man and a woman get married, it says that she becomes a helpmate to him. She's a helpmate. And you are the helpmate of Jesus. Is that good? So that's a better way to put it. If you're a bloke, oh, I'm a helpmate. Not a bride. I'm a helpmate. You know, whoa. Um, you should have said that to you yesterday at your men's breakfast. 20 men, hey? 20 men and Roger preaching to them. They're all eating together. It was good. Mate, I think that's another thing God is unveiling. God is unveiling manhood. Isn't he John? John, come alive, John. Have you fallen in love with him, Sharon? You should. Because this man is new. He's on fire. He's sitting in the second row. He doesn't know who he is anymore. God is unveiling people. Isn't he, John? Didn't he? He took you and he's unveiled you and you're a new person. He's unveiling people. Amen? And he's unveiling mysteries. He's unveiling mysteries. Amen? He's unveiling mysteries. There are mysteries within the word of God. There are mysteries that are hidden in the Word of God that He is going to reveal to us. It says that knowledge will increase in the last days. It's knowledge of the mysteries. We're going to understand mysteries that people have grappled with for years and years and years and years and years. We're going to understand the mysteries that are to be revealed in these last days. You know, we read in the book of Daniel, chapter 12. I love the book of Daniel. Daniel was visited by an angelic presence, could have been Jesus himself, they say. 
and, and he, was, he was shown things that would take place in the very far future, near the end of days, kings that would come and things that would happen. And it was very clear and distinct, but there were some mysteries that he was told, Daniel, that he was not allowed to reveal. And it says there, and he said, go your way, Daniel. Because Daniel asked, when are these things going to happen, you know? <laughs> you know, these things. That, he says, go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end, when knowledge will increase. So there's things that were sealed and tied up. And I saw, I saw scrolls being released out of heaven, being released out of heaven to different people, being released out of heaven all over the earth, scrolls being dropped by angels. And as they opened the scrolls, it was like in the form of a key. And there were keys of revelations. There were keys of mysteries that were locked up from Daniel's time. Even John in the book of Revelation says, there's things that I saw that I can't even speak of. But we're going to see those things now. Places that he walked in the spirit, in the heavenly realms. Angels would speak to him. We're going to see those kind of things happening in our day and in our time now. If we are open, it's time to open our spirits up to another dimension than we've ever lived in before. It's time to get a revelation of the mystery of who we are in Christ because the enemy has been ripping us off. He has been, Shane, have you been ripped off? Amen. Put up your hand if you've been ripped off. Yes, because we've lived in places, we've walked through things, we haven't handled it well because we haven't understood the mystery of who Christ is in us and who we are in Christ. The triune God, the triune God lives inside of me. I am one with them. We are one. That means the nature and the character of God and the revelation of Jesus Christ, the glory of his nature lives inside of me. And all I've got to do is learn to tap into that more than I tap into my soul realm. And I'll start to begin to realize who I really am in Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at this. One mystery that the Father is shining is a fresh light of the mystery of Christ within us. Let's read this together, Colossians. And this is in the Passion Translation. Let's read it together. It's up there. Colossians 1.26, is it up? I can't see it up there. That's all right. Let's go together. Ready? There is a divine mystery. A seek. Now listen, when you're reading the Word of God, just read it slow. And let every word sort of go, hmm. Okay, there's a divine mystery. Ooh, feel that one? Divine mystery. A secret surprise. Ooh, that's a good one. That has been concealed from the world for generations. But now it's being revealed, unfolded, and manifested for every holy believer to experience. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. Read that line again. Living within you is the Christ who floods you with expectation of glory. That's what's wrong with us. That's what's right with us. We have an expectation of glory. There's an expectation inside of us that we should be better than what we are. 
that we should be living differently to what we live, that we should be more victorious than what we are. Hi, let's keep reading. This mystery of Christ embedded within us. Oh, there's another bit. Embedded within us. Where is it? Embedded within us. It's embedded within us. In other words, you've got to go dig and find it. It's embedded in, within us. It's good, isn't it? Becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope. Oh, see, when you read it, I got a good imagination. Phil says that. Your imagination is incredible. As soon as I read that, I just see a trick. Did you see that, Clay? Did you see that treasure chest? Did you see you opening it and going, oh my gosh, what's in here that I didn't know? I've been ripped off. There's a whole treasure chest and the lid's been shut, Rachel. And I didn't even know it was there. Okay. A treasure chest of what? Hope filled with the riches of glory for his people. And God wants everyone to know it. Christ is our message. And it goes on. We preach to awake. Oh, we got the next one? Yep. We preach to awaken hearts and bring every person into the full understanding of truth. Amen. I love preaching truth. Do you like hearing it? Because <laughs> you know the truth and the truth sets you free. Amen. Let's keep going. It has become my inspiration and passion in ministry to labor with a tireless intensity with his power flowing through me to present to every believer the revelation of his perfect one. Put your hand on your belly and say, I am his perfect one in Jesus Christ. His perfect one. Hey. You beat yourself up so much. You know, we've got to realize we're his perfect one and this treasure chest of who we are is waiting to be open this is mine and many other people's prayer right now it's almost like paul paul said this he said it's like i'm giving birth to you he said that i feel like a father to you it's like i'm giving birth i don't know how fathers give birth but anyway he got a bit confused paul but that's how he felt like he was giving birth like i guess you felt like that graham didn't you when your wife was giving birth you were probably groaning and moaning with her and saying i know how you feel darling she said you don't know anything is that how it went um don't touch me yeah i know i remember and um but this is the prayer that we're praying at the moment, this birthing that's happening in the earth right now. If you're in any form of leadership or you're in any, you have a, a prophetic gift on your life, this should be in you right now. Is that right? Frank's going, yes. You're birthing it too, Frank, I know. And Pauline. And says Ephesians 3, 14 to 20 in the Passion Translation again. So let's read it together. So I kneel humbly in awe before the Father of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, the perfect father of every father and child in heaven and on earth. And I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive 
power. Now, number two, let's keep going, keeps going. Then, by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you. That's what, that's what Andrew was saying this morning. That's what Pastor Phil's been saying. By constantly using our faith, the life of Christ will be released. The treasure shirts will be opened inside. So you've got to look at these scriptures. And you've got to, you, I'm washing you with the word today. The Bible says, wash, wash your mind with the word of God. I'm washing your minds with the word of God, with the truth. This isn't my truth. This is the truth. This is the truth. It's not my truth. It's the truth. And as you read, go slowly and read it and go, oh my gosh, this is incredible. If I can constantly use my faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside me. And let's keep going. And the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. I mean, just eat that for three weeks. The resting place of his love. That's why I say, you know, we've got to learn to get into rest. You know, our lives, I think COVID kind of did that for us in a certain way. It made us stop. It made us stop. You know, we're locked in our houses. What do we do? Ah! It's like, no, get rest. And the resting place the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. That's how I, I kind of feel like that right now. I feel like the more that I can get into rest, the more that it becomes this landing place for his love to land. Yeah? Then, let's keep going. Then you will be empowered to discover what every Holy One experiences the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. Next screen. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love. How enduring and inclusive. Talk about inclusiveness. There it is. His love is inclusive. He loves us the way we are, but he never leaves us that way. Amen. He includes us in his kingdom. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. Have you ever felt the love of God so strong that you can't even comprehend what that is that's coming on you, what it, what it is, what that feeling is? Have you ever just sat in the presence of God when his love just comes over you and you just feel like, I'm going to melt I'm going to melt under the intensity of this love. Like, could you possibly love every fiber of my being this much? Could you possibly? You know, and we try and defend ourselves and say, Jesus, you shouldn't love me this much. Don't you know who I am? Yes, he knows every single thing about you. And he loves every bit of you. Every bit of you. Amen. That which is redeemed and that which isn't yet to be redeemed. That which is healed and that is yet to be healed. There's nothing that can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Not one thing. Nothing. 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 No devil. No demon. No lie. Nothing can separate us from his love in Jesus' name. Amen. So it beyond measurement and transcends our understanding. Now, this, this extravagant love, ready? This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. 
just right now, just like lift your hands up, close your eyes. Just let him pour it in right now. It says there in the word of God, it pours into you. So let's be a cup. (laughs) Just pour it in, Lord. Now just breathe, just breathe. Just breathe. Oh, God. You know, the Ruha breath of God. That's why I say take a deep breath. Let God breathe in you. Let the Ruha, the breath of God, breathe life into you. As you breathe in, breathe Him in. Amen. Hmm. Ah. Until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. And then the last part of this scripture. What a great scripture. You know, get a copy of the Passion Translation. It's great accompanying, it's, it accompanies other translation and it just, it just goes a little bit more prophetic into these scriptures. And then it says the next part of the scripture, the last part, never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. Let's say me. Let's say that. I will never doubt God's mighty power to work in me and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than my greatest request, my most unbelievable dream, and exceed my wildest imagination. You like that one, Andrew? That sounds like you kind of talking there. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes me. Now just think for a little minute, Gail. Think how God could work outside of your imagination, beyond anything you could even imagine. You know, like you believe in things in your world, in your family. But for a minute, if we could pray and get outside of our box of our restrictions of thinking and get into the heavenly realms where there is things there that we can grab that are beyond our own imagination, we would see our prayers answered much quicker. Because we're praying from a space up here rather than on ground level, pleading with God. We're praying from a place of great authority in Jesus' name. When we know who we are in Christ. Look, I know we've heard this verse quoted and read many times. You're probably going to say, oh, I know that verse, Pastor Julie. It's just everyone says that, everyone says that. But listen to this. 2 Corinthians 5.17. I want you to read it with fresh eyes, okay? Now, if anyone is enfolded in Christ, sorry, we'll say it again. Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, okay, think about that for a minute. Think about being enfolded into Christ. Think about your life being enfolded into Christ. I was standing here last Sunday in the worship, it was Sunday before, I think. I was just standing there getting ready to preach. And I had my head down and, you know, like you do, any, any of you are speakers, musicians, worship leaders, we don't get up here with great confidence. We get up with trembling and shaking, don't we? Because we just don't know. Isn't that right, Gail? Because we, we just want to glorify God. And so there's this trembling and shaking inside of us that says, Jesus, you better come because, you know, I've got nothing to give these people. That's how it is. That's what Catherine Kuhlman used to say, you know. And that's how we are. Like, we spend all week preparing a message, like, all Saturday, I just, all Saturday, Saturday night, I just sit in the presence of God and I don't move until this message is birthed inside of me. Do you know what I mean? You do it, it's trembling 
and with shaking. Thank you. Thank you, Katrina. Well done, Katrina. That's why I need you in my life. Phil gave me a wrong steer. But it's all right, sweetheart, because I love you. I love you with all your inadequacies. And uh, it's true, isn't it? Yeah, because Andrew was giving us marriage counselling before. And after 38 years, we have lots of conversations now. All about Jesus still. We still talk about Jesus back and forth, back and forth. That's all we talk about. No wonder he's glorified in our house. People come into our house and say, can I just sit here? Because the peace... You know, because all we talk about is Jesus. Since we knew him, that's all we do, isn't it? Anyway, what was I saying? Jesus was standing in front of me. And I had my head down and I was in one of these moments like, oh, Jesus, if you don't come, you know. And, he, and uh, I felt him standing in front of me and he said, open your eyes, Julie. And I opened my eyes and I saw him like white, like dressed completely in light and standing in front of me. And I still had, was still not looking right into his eyes. And he said, look at what I'm doing. And I looked at him and he had his hands standing right in front of me. And he laughed and he said, now watch this. And he stepped into me and then he turned around and he put his hands in my hands and he put his feet in my feet and he put his eyes in my eyes and he put his mouth where my mouth was. He said, let's go. <laughs> See, I've been enfolded into Christ. He's been enfolded into me. We are one. You know what I'm saying? So it says, now if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new person. Put your hand on your belly. Say, I'm an entirely new person. Brand new. Yes. It's not, a, it's not just like a, a, a rehasher of the old model. It's brand new. In your spirit, you are brand new. Amen. And I'll explain that in a minute. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is made fresh and new. We need a revelation of that scripture. We need a revelation of who we are in Christ. Amen. This is my life message. This very scripture right here. And by the blood of the cross... Everything in heaven and earth is brought back to himself, back to its original intent, restored to innocence again. Original, who were you originally intended to be? What was originally written in your book before you were formed in your mother's womb? Jesus Christ has come to restore all that, to restore your innocence, to restore you back to original intent. It's powerful, isn't it? Yes, Lord. Listen to this and let this renew your mind. Even though you were once distant from him, living in the shadows of your evil thoughts and actions, he reconnected you back to himself. He released his supernatural peace to you through the sacrifice of his own body as the sin payment on your behalf so that you would dwell in his presence, so that you would dwell in his presence, so that you would dwell in his presence. Not coming in and out, but dwelling. Not coming in and out, but dwelling. Dwelling in his presence. Amen. And now there is nothing between you and Father God. Put your hand on your belly. 
Say this, there's nothing between me and Father God. Nothing. There's nothing there. It's a figment of your imagination. It's a lie of the enemy. There's nothing there. Right, good. For he sees you as holy, flawless, and restored. That's Colossians 1, 21 to 22. And, and then it goes on. Colossians 2, 10. And our own completeness, everyone say completeness, is now found in him. We are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. He's the head of every kingdom and authority in the universe through our union with him. Everyone say union. Union. And the two shall become one. Our union with him, we have experienced a circumcision of heart. All the guilt and the power of sin has been cut away and now extinct because of what Christ, the anointed one, has accomplished in us, our union with him. Christ's resurrection, Colossians 3, 1 to 4. I'm washing you with the word of God. This is the truth. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above, for all that's where Christ sits, enthroned at the place of power, honour and authority. Amen. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. That's why there's a yearning for you for what's above. We've got to get up, up and over, up and over. We've got to get up with wings as eagles and fly above these circumstances of our lives and be in Christ. Amen. This verse goes on to say, yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Wow, there's a key. There's a key right there, isn't it? You've got to read your Bibles more. There's so much in them. Look what's in this. It's a treasure chest. It's just coming out. Amen. Your crucifixion with Christ was severed the tie to this life. It has severed the tie to this life and now your true life is hidden away in God, in Christ. And as, as Christ, look at this part here, as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who you really are will also be revealed. Huh. For you are now one with him in his glory. If he's revealing himself in his glory, that means he's revealing you in his glory. As he's revealed, you will be revealed. Amen? Ah. Ephesians 2.6, he raised us up with Christ, the exalted one, and we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. For now we are co-seated as one with Christ. You're seated in heavenly realms with Christ. That was your scripture this morning, Michael, wasn't it? In our prayer room, although that's a different translation, but says the same thing. Man. So the temple of, the, the temple of, of God was had three stages really. It was like the outer court, it says the inner court, which was the, the most holy place. And then you go into the holy holies, the holy of holies. And there's three stages of that. It's almost like our body, soul, spirit. 
we're three-part beings, amen? It's almost like the body is like the outer court of the temple. And then we come in and we go through our soul realm, which is kind of that place where we're not quite in the Holy of Holies. And then we get through our soul realm. Our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. We're three-part beings. And then we have our spirit, which is the most holy place. So inside of you is the most holy place where the priests had to sacrifice for a year, cleanse himself for a year to even go in there or he would drop dead. But God, when Jesus died, the temple curtain was rent in two and God came from behind the, in the holy, most holy place, the holy of holies, and he came out and came to live inside of us. And now the holy of holies, the holy of holies lives inside of you, Rhiannon. The holy of holies lives inside of you and Satan does not want you to know that. And so he will always focus on the outer court, your body, what's going on, my body, my body, my body. What's going on in my soul, my soul, my soul, my soul, my mind, my will and emotions. That's the part of you that's being transformed. That's the part of you that's being sanctified. That's the part of you that isn't perfect yet. But your spirit is the holy of holies. And as we are perfected in God through our soul and cleansed in our soul, we learn to live out of the holy of holies. And it's like the holy of holies within us, our spirit gets bigger and bigger and our soul gets smaller and smaller. That's sanctification. That's transformation. And our body comes into submission. Isn't that a good day? That would be a good day. Well, finally, when we go to heaven, we get a new body. So, you know what I mean? That's what I keep thinking. I just look at mine and go, oh, well, I'm getting a new one soon anyway. You know what I mean? So, I forget the diet. I'm getting a new one any minute. So, no, not any minute. Take that away, God. Scrub that out. Scrub that out. Yeah. So, God's transforming us. And I just really quickly want um, Brooke and... Uh, I've gone blank. Brooke and Lawrence, can just come up quickly, guys. Because God's doing some amazing things in our church during the week, right? And during the week, these guys have only just joined our church, so why don't you welcome them to our family? They are so beautiful. I'm just going to grab this. Now, I'm just going to ask you some questions. You can wrap your arm around if you want. Like you are, You've been the supporting husband. You have. So Hello. Brooke came into our... Kobe. Uh, I've got the about? Kobe Brooke name, so, you know, the double-double. <laughs> Kobe Brooke. Kobe, you know, came into our... You came into our church, like, kind of pretty desperate, really. Yeah, you'd, I was very desperate. You'd had a really hard time as a family yep. of late. You've been a Christian for how long? Um, I made a decision uh, when I was about 10 myself. Yeah, yeah. And you've, you've been to Hillsong, yep. you've, you've been years in the church, you've served, you've worked on the staff of Hillsong, yep. you've been people that have really served God with all your hearts, yep. but all of a sudden in your life, things started to happen, childhood yep. memories, some memories came back, some yep. pain of childhood started to hit you, yep. and she couldn't find help anywhere. No. And this is what breaks my heart, mm. do you know what I mean? Because we're in a transformation process, but people just keep saying to you, oh, don't worry about that. Who cares about that? Get on with it. They used to say to me, write scriptures on your feet and walk on them. You'll get better soon. And I knew that I needed healing and I needed deliverance, but there was no one that was offering that. And you kind of were in the same place. So just tell us 
when you came, what was what was going on? Um, I think, you know, just briefly, I'd been to like a psychologist and um, they got rid of me. They said, you're fine. I went to a psychiatrist. They didn't really give me medication. They said, you're fine. Um, I, I took myself, I started drinking a bit of alcohol and then I took myself off to AA and they're kind of like, oh, well, you know, that didn't really work out for me either. Um, I didn't know what to do. So I was sort of churching, looking for people in church to pray for me. That wasn't really working. And I was like, God, I was just reaching out to him. Like, what do I do? Is there, it was more than, um, it was just something, I knew something spiritual was going on. I couldn't bring myself into submission. My prayer life was five minutes and I couldn't focus. It was just, something was just not right. And I, I was thinking, I'm, I feel like I'm under attack. I'm on just, there's something going on. It's just not me. I don't know what's happening. And it was really strong. So I kind of looked up and I, I didn't believe that a Christian could have any type of, let's just say, evil spirit with them. And so I looked it up and I was asking people and they're like, no, that's not possible. You know, you have the Holy Spirit in you. You can't have anything else. And I was like, okay, we'll just write that one off. But I just had this really strong sense. And so I I just thought I have to search. And um, Candace told me about this church and that things were happening here. And I just had this, I have to come. So we, we came last week and I just had a real expectation to come and I knew that it was just um, oh, shaking up here, like it's the Holy Spirit. So before you I'm came... I'm like nervous, I'm just like shaking. Yes, the Holy Spirit. I felt wow. it when you walked in the door, you were shaking with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, And but before you came, something tragically happened in your family. Do you want to share that? You don't yeah, have can I share to. that? Yeah. yeah. Um, you don't have so this spirit, well, it was an unclean spirit, so um, it, was become, it was becoming stronger and stronger and stronger in my life to the point where it wanted to take my life. Whether it wanted to take my life or ruin my kids' lives, um, it tried to kill me. So it had me wanting to, like, kill myself. It actually had me, the police were, I mean, none of you know me. And I came in last week with secrets, right? I don't, I don't care now. It's like I will shed light on all the secrets for the glory of God because the light on the, the devil can't take anything from me anymore, right? Once the secrets are out and the light is shone on them, he has no power. He has no power over me anymore, right? And so the police came, the ambulance came, they took me against my will. They locked me up on a section 20, this is this year, on a section 22 in the Gosford Mental Unit, right? Section 22 is that you're dangerous to yourself. Dangerous to myself. can't stop you killing yourself. And I was in there and I'm like, what? Once the psychiatrist saw me, she she goes, oh, you're fine. I was in there with murderers, with all these people. I was so scared for my life. And I was like, you know, what am I doing in here? What is going on? And I came home and Lawrence and I were like, Lawrence can tell you, like, there were sort of those kids, but there were times when, like, my face would change, things were going on. It wasn't me. And um, so we were desperate. So, you know, I came in here and last, like, when they had the altar call, you prayed for me and put oil on my head. And I just, I didn't think I was going to fall down, but I did. And I started shaking, like, shaking. And Julie just came past, Julie came, she's like, shh, shh, shh. And then she came up to me later and said, we need to go and I'm, have some prayer, and so I came expectant, and I'm like, well, I wonder if she believes in unclean spirits, because I really think I have one, because it's not me, and anyway, then I came in for prayer, and um, we sat there, and she asked about my life, and I mentioned a few sort of sins and stuff that I had partaken in, I guess, not too bad, but just, you know, I'd had a pretty 
I think, okay life, but just a few sins I'd had in my life and we renounced them and I admitted them and brought them all to the light. And um, can I talk about it or, yeah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just what you feel comfortable about. Okay. And then um, I can't even, like, I can't even believe it. I don't know if any of you guys have been through this, but when Pastor, when Pastor Julie prayed for me, the most physical thing happened. She put her hands on my belly and it was just like this force I've never felt just came up so hard and out of me and I screamed so loud. It wasn't even me screaming and um, Trina as well. And it was just like I couldn't control it and out and then I just burst into tears and it was like this whole thing had just gone and it was just the most amazing thing. It was so, it's like, and since that moment, I can, it's just like all the scales have been lifted off and even though I have been a Christian my whole life and I have been praising God through this, through my spirit, man, and everything else, um, it's just, it's saved my life, it's saved my family's life and you guys have the most, and now we do as well, amazing pastors that keep themselves close to God and close to the Holy Spirit that, they are able to partake in this for, for all of us and for you guys and um, bringing your, you know, repentance and sins to the light so that you can be changed to, before God, and give God the Holy Spirit access to you to be totally there for him. I don't know what I'm saying, but, you know, it's so important is right now God needs all of his brides clean, ready, because now is the time he needs all of us activated and ready Okay, he does. Yeah. Have you seen a change in her? Like, she said the kids have seen a change, the house has changed, the atmosphere's changed. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, being completely honest, I mean, Kobe's just not even sharing the tip of the iceberg <laughs> uh, of, um, of the hell that I guess demons have put us through as a family and and it makes me very angry now. Um, you know, as Julie was talking this morning, you know, being equipped, um, I just wish I was more equipped uh, so I knew more what to do. Uh, so, you know, to be honest, our family has been terrorised for some years now and it's, uh, yeah, no one could help at all. Psychologists, counsel, you know, the, all, all the, the government... You know, good on them. That they're, they're trying their best. Um, it, it, we were very desperate, uh, desperate, and incredibly hurting. And the kids were really hurting. Uh, yeah. And my daughter ran in once and said, "It's just breaking us. This thing is just breaking us." And uh, as a dad, that is one of the hardest things to see: is your kids suffering and feeling like, "What could you do?" Um, in the end, all we could, in desperation, being cornered, all we could turn to was God and, and His Word uh, time and time and time and time and time again. And um, you know, for, for, for me personally, I just hung on to um, you know, what was prophesied in Isaiah, you know, the Messiah would come and He would heal the bro- brokenhearted come and He would on. set the captives free. Come so on, come on. every morning, I just just going to God, God... Set the captives free, yeah. heal the broken heart. Set yeah. the captives free, heal the broken heart. 
uh, even though it was just still so much suffering and then um, thank God like when I got the call that you know when when Kobe was just set free you know in Jesus name from these demons that was I just cried and I just I just cried out of relief and desperation and and as, as, it, was yeah. so, it was just so physical and so instant. Like, well, I, I don't know how long it was, but it seemed instant. Yeah, well, it's pretty quick. Yeah, it's pretty quick. She <laughs> said, "She said, I just gave birth to demons." <laughs> <laughs> so Honestly. Kobe's she's completely changed uh, ever since this happened. Um, She's just, just a peace in her. Again. Our okay. kids are saying she's different. Yeah, um, I'm happy again. I don't have this... Um, I haven't been happy for about five years. I've just had this heaviness, and that's just lifted. I can feel it. Like, I, they lie to you. Like, I was not even loving my husband. It was, it was just all gone. And I saw him yesterday. I had butterflies in my stomach for the first time. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? It was just... It's just it's just amazing. Yeah. And he's been so, so faithful much. to you, hasn't he? He's like, been so faithful. Such a good husband. Yeah, Such a good man. Such a good man. And your kids are amazing. They're Thank amazing. God. God has got his hand on your children. Yeah. Yep. You know. I, I feel like Kobe is back to how, even you said this morning, how she, God designed her to be from yep. the womb. Yeah. And I can see it in her, in her countenance, in her eyes, in her... Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's 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 changed completely, and she's free. Yeah, yeah. she's free. Yeah. Except the captain's yeah. free. She's free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so now you all know me, but I'll have to get to know all of you. Amen. Amen. We'll pray for you. Just lay down on the floor there, because God's all over her. Can you pray for her, Katrina? She's just both of you lay down. You you probably need a little bit yourself. Just lay down. Just lay down. Take, take a load off, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so... <sighs> Guys, that's what it's all about, hey? And see where the enemy lies to us and holds us in bondage for years and years and years. What those children have been through, you know, witnessing that, you know thinking they're going to lose their mom. Like, it's a horrible, horrible place to be. But Jesus does set the captives free. And you're delivered in your soul, right? They say, can a Christian have evil spirits? Yes, in your soul. They sit within your soul in a myriad of lies and pain. They're squatters. They're just like splinters in pain, right? And, and Kobe had had a very, very difficult childhood, very difficult childhood, very, very difficult childhood. And in that pain, they found access into her world. That is not fair. I don't know about you, but I get mad about that, that little children should suffer like that, and Jesus is the same, amen? So he does, he sets the captives free. Thank you, God, that you are revealing to us and removing the veil. The great unveiling of Christ to your heart is happening. Just close your eyes and listen. The immense saturation of his love, it's happening and it won't stop until we're perfected in glory. It won't stop until you come forth. He's speaking to you. He's saying to you right now, it won't stop. No matter what the pressure, his work won't stop. 
Heaven's work won't stop. It cannot be stopped. The enemy cannot interfere with the work of the Trinity, which is to bring you forth in perfection of glory, clothed in glory, filled with it, and fully awake on the inside to the beauty and the majesty of the power of the Creator who is within us. Conscious awareness of God inside of us is the key to transformation. Amen. This is the key to entering into power. This is the key to engaging afresh into transformational work of the Spirit. Agreement between heaven and earth through your conscious awareness of just tuning in. Becoming aware of God within you is the key to you walking victoriously as a glorious new creation in deeper intimacy with Jesus, growing and expanding in virtue, expanding in power, flowing through you is to simply be conscious of the God that is within. Listen to me. The enemy has fought the true gospel, which is the gospel of power. He has fought it and put a veil over people's minds and eyes, a false religious blindfold to where they have read the word but not seen the word. And now the Spirit of God is opening up the word to all of us and so that we can see the truth and live in the freedom of His glory. The purpose of life is to glorify God forever. Jesus made it possible at the cross. And now we're stepping into the glorious truth of His being. Hallelujah. This glorious truth being our experience. Not one day or someday when we get to heaven, but now. That's the gospel. It's now. Let me ask you and think about it. What would change in your life if you remain constantly living in His nature? What would change in your life if you lived constantly living in His nature? For you have acquired new creation life, which is continually being renewed into the likeness of the one who created you, giving you the full revelation of God. Let's stand to our feet in the glory of His presence. Just turn that track up. Thank you. Just turn that track up. Don't worry about the team for the moment. Thank you, God. 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 Lift your hands to Him. Say, God, let this revelation come into me. Come on, say it. Let this revelation come into me. Let me know who I am. Reveal me. Reveal my true identity. Some of you have been so focused on the, on the outworkings of your soul realm that you've forgotten that you're a new creation in your spirit realm. The old has passed away and Jesus is coming to set the captives free. Deliverance is breaking out right across the earth. People are being set free. Jesus is coming to set the captives free. He's had enough of ones like these guys, ones like Kobe and her family being in bondage as Christians. How 
how dare the enemy come and touch the Christian children, amen, and break up Christian families and destroy Christian families. No, it's time, church, to rise up. It's time to make a decision in your spirit. It's time to say no to the enemy. It's time to read your Bibles. It's time to get into that holy place. It's time to respond to the transformation work of the Holy Spirit. Stop making excuses. Stop being lazy. Wake up. It's time to wake up. We are now in the days where there is expediation of the presence of God, where there is an expediation of the glory of God, and He's coming. He's coming to set us free. Right now, run to the altar if you want a touch of God this morning. Run to the altar. Don't even hesitate. Just run here. There's an anointing right now. Come right up to the stage. Come right to the edge. Come, come. There's an anointing of fire right now in this place. There's an anointing right now in this place of intercession. There's intercessions that are going to break out and begin to plead for the body of Christ. There's people that are called to go deeper in God. Amen. In Jesus' name. Lord, let it come. Let it come. Let it come. Let us get on our faces, God, before your presence. And let the Holy One of God come and fill us, oh God. We want more of you. Just say this, I want more of you, God. I want more. I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied, God. I'm not satisfied, God. Come on, start to press. Turn the music up, please. Turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. Thank you, God. Come on, now just start to tell him you want more. Hallelujah. Open up your spirit to the more. Can we make the second line move back, please? All, the, all your hosts, make the second line move back so that people don't fall on each other. Hallelujah. 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 Because there's fire. I'm going to go fast. I know it. There's fire on my hand. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. There is an impartation and anointing right now. If you receive it, you'll be changed forever. I promise you, He's coming to fight for you. The King is fighting for you.